Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter and joining me as always is Connor. Yeah, first one of the year. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're here to talk about movies. Uh, we talk about a movie on this show. Uh, we're going to talk about Jojo Rabbit, which uh, has just recently came out in the UK. So we have both had a chance to go and see it and give our thoughts on it. This wasn't even a planned review. We just both realised we were seeing it around the same time and thought, oh, we might as well talk about it. So this is the Taika Waititi film, uh, starring himself as an imaginary version of Adolf Hitler. Uh, the main character is a young boy named Jojo. Uh, it is 1945. Uh, well, maybe it starts in 44, but it's definitely 45 by the time it ends. Uh, and he is, you know, a member of the Hitler Youth, and he's a devout little brainwashed Nazi. That is basically who he is. And his mother's played by Scarlett Johansson. And I don't want to get to the plot. We'll, we'll start spoiler free, of course. We'll we'll give you a warning before we get into plot heavy details. I think we can even avoid what the main because I didn't know even what you know what the main driving part of the plot was once it got going. Oh I, really? That was in the trailer, to be fair. Um, I I never saw the trailer, so. Uh, oh okay, yeah. Um, I didn't even know what the the, the I, I knew little boy imaginary Hitler, and that was it. like that's all I really knew uh, mm. about this. And there you go. So uh, Sam Rockwell's in there as well. He's he's like the uh, the the general who's in charge of the Hitler Youth because he's yeah. got he's got a bad eye. So there's, there's a handful of others that show up. Like you know, Rebel Wilson's there with him. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, Steve Merchant, of course, uh, is a member of the Gestapo at one point. Uh, Naturally, very delightful. Uh, so yeah, so that's the the gist of it. I so here's here's my thing with Taika Waititi is that. I've generally appreciated everything he's made so far, but none of them have like been complete like, home runs for me, right? I, I mean, I probably like what we do in the shadows the most, right? But I don't seem to love it as much as everyone else, and I think the TV show's better, right? So I haven't seen the TV show yet, so I cannot judge, but I do, from memory, like it more than you do, but I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, I thought was solid, but like because of all the hype it was getting, I felt kind of let down. I was like, oh, I was it was good, but I didn't feel the, you know, the, that, the, the, the praise. I, I watched that without kind of knowing what it was. I just saw, oh, hey, you know, this is the guy that did what we did the shows. Maybe I'll check it out. And and I thought, oh, this is kind of fantastic. And Thor Ragnarok, I, you know, I thought was really funny and I enjoyed it for the comedy. But, uh, you know, the, the actual sort of like marvel plot towards the end wasn't as, you know, exciting. Uh, and that's what, what that is. Um, I am happy to say this is easily my favorite Taika Waititi film. I think this one nails exactly what it's trying to do and does it in a quirky way. It has a really heartfelt story at its core, uh, a good message at its core, and somehow does it, uh, somehow gives us a little Nazi and makes him the most sympathetic little shit there is. Because the, the, the heart of the story ultimately is that he's someone who's been brainwashed by, you know, the, the propaganda. He's brainwashed because of the countries in at the time. And yeah. the story's about him overcoming that and realizing that he's you know he shouldn't believe in these things uh, and that's probably obviously what the story's going to be like what else could it be like we're, we're going to go watch this we're in for a really dark movie <laughs> yeah um so because of that like every time he says something really bad about say jewish people it does have this bite of humor to it because it's his 10 year old boy interpretation or 12 year old boy whatever he is of what like you know what he's been told like so all, all those like racist cartoons that get passed on you know and and you know all those propaganda adverts and things that i remember from history class he believes them just because he doesn't know any better yeah so he you know there's, there's, there's a question at one point in this movie where he he asks where did jews lay their eggs and it's just such a, a line that comes out of nowhere and it just it's it almost reminded me of borat 
the way that Borat would say these like crazy things about Jewish people, um, and again, also satire, this is also satire, but what's beautiful about this is this is satire from the mind of someone who is too young uh, to, you know, realise what he's being, being misled yet, right? So there's an innocence to it. There's an innocence where Borat is satire, but it's arguably mean-spirited satire because it is... It's satire out of ignorance. Yeah. Whereas this is... You know, it's it's a it's a child who is innocent and like we're hoping at least has the heart to actually pull through and kind of see the right and you know yeah. grow and so on. So it's 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 when Tagovati has as a way that that usually I I really don't care about kids in a lot of film or TV, mm. but between like you know this and, and Hunt for the Wilder People, I'm like yeah for whatever reason he he can just write it so well. I actually, uh, Jojo's got a friend in this movie who we see every so often, and there's something really simple actually at one point where Jojo says he's basically got a girlfriend now, and his friend, the way he just, because like, he says, oh look at you, got a girlfriend, that's all he says, but it's the way he delivers the line, it feels like a, a middle-aged woman congratulating like a teenage boy who's just got his first girl, and he's like, oh you got a girlfriend now, just for, you know, just, you know, how nice, like it just, the, the, the delivery of it was just so weird for a kid that it was perfect. I think to be fair, that is consistent throughout the movie, not just like sure. that, like, you know, oh, sure, all yeah, the yeah. time, like his entire actual plot, uh, if, if you can really call it that, um, is like, yo, hey, look how much older he, he seems than, than yeah. what he actually is. Yeah, that's, that's kind of his running gag. Um, so, uh, there's a crowd-pleasing moment, at least I thought it was a crowd-pleasing moment in the in the last act, which I think is one of the best moments of 2019 in terms of in terms of movies. I suspect I know what it might be. You probably do, but... Uh, do you know what, and that, that's, you know, one of the greatest strengths of this movie is that it is, you know, a, a horrific time in history. Mm-hmm. And there are moments in this movie that are genuinely, you know, horrifying scenes of, of what's going on around it. And it will be in the middle of this utterly devastating, you know, moment in a war, and I will be laughing hysterically because of something else that's happening just in the middle of this chaos. Do you know what it kind of feels like a nice little counterpart or counterbalance to? Is I I think this would make for an interesting double feature with uh, La Vita Bella, uh, which is uh, Roberto Bonini uh, who starred and directed in that. Funny enough, much like Taika Waititi starred and directed, although he was the main character in this and he he was a Jewish man and it's a movie about him falling in love with his wife, having a kid and then having his family go to a concentration camp. Uh, so, so, you know, it goes to really dark places but the whole point of the movie is kind of like never give up, you know, your love of life and, you know, what makes us us and, you know, so on and so on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this feel, I don't want to say it feel good but there's this like spirit of the human nature kind of prevailing despite how awful everything is um so i'd say that one is more depressing because there is kind of this underlying thing of like oh this is going to end badly and i really like these people and they're really good but i i do think there's kind of a balance with this one in the sense that they, they go well together and they're, they're both kind of about seeing the the beauty in the middle of the darkness and the beauty in the middle of of well nazi germany basically so yeah uh so I think in that sense it's just really well done, um, and I'll just say if you're going to, if you if you're a PG thirteen and you've got your one f bomb, this is what you save your one f bomb for. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's, it's one of the best f bombs in cinema history. Top ten. Yeah. I'm saying it. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I, I'm with you. This is uh, Watiti's uh, best movie so far, and I say that as as someone who's a, a bigger fan of the other movies than, mm. than you are as well. Um, but this is just it's a, a, a masterclass in this sort of movie 
Yeah. He's able to balance this in a way that I wouldn't trust most people to balance a topic like this. Um, and this is something that, you know, ever since we heard about this film, probably like, you know, a good know, a year, a year and a half ago now, maybe longer. Mm. And we heard he's playing this, you know, imaginary version of Hitler. And, you know, and we go, okay, so he's bringing his comedy to this because, of course, he is just of on course. that alone. But, yeah, you know, we're still in Nazi Germany and it's not an outright comedy, but, you know, it's doing other things. You're like, can can this be pulled off? And, and you know, I think he's one of the few people who can pull it off. I think, yeah, it's the sort of thing, because it's based on a book, and I, this is one of these things where I'd say the book's maybe unfilmable, <laughs> for the most part, unless you get the, the exact right person. And it's because yeah. it's because of the way it dangles its humour with the character and, and the subject matter. But I think what's genius about just the story idea in general is that if it's an examination of how propaganda and you know the the state and how they're trying to influence their you know the people with their like horrid beliefs, like using a child to examine that is actually genius because they're the most impressionable, and it kind of makes look, some adults look like idiots for for buying into yeah. certain things, you know. And and it's smart because we never hate the kid for exactly. having these beliefs yeah. because we understand that he, he's just a kid; he doesn't know any better. Yeah. Whereas you know the adults, we we. You know, we look at them and go, you're, you're willingly ignoring facts, um, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you know, because whenever he, he does talk about, you know, Jewish people, he talks about them as if they're monsters. Like, he actually describes, you know, fantasy creatures almost, and, like, like th- this yeah, is the I absurd mean, level that he's been led to believe what a Jewish person is. Very early on, at the, the, the boot camp, kind of, mm. you know, it, it is basically, you know, like, hey, summer camp for the weekend sort of thing that the, 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 the Hitler youth are on. And they're like, right, okay, so let's, you know, describe the Jew. And I'm it's just like, you know, I'm, scales of fork tongue. I'm just, I'm thinking, so as you said, the boot camp thing, I'm just thinking of, because Sam Rockwell's the leader of this thing, and he's given this speech. And I don't want to spoil the jokes here. I just wanted, Connor will get this. Uh, Rebel Wilson's, uh, like, response after they say what the women are there to do, what the girls are there to <laughs> learn, uh, really cracked me up. Uh, so, yeah. good stuff. Um, yeah, cast are obviously great. It is, you know, stacked with... You know, it's, it helps you have someone like Stephen Merchant who's there for just essentially one scene. But he's so good in that one scene. Uh, yeah. you, you have Sam Rockwell, who's a very Sam Rockwell <laughs> character. <laughs> that is a one way of putting it, yeah. Um, and he's with, uh, I want to say Alfie Allen is his name. Uh, next to him. Uh, Theon from Game of Thrones. Pretty sure his name's Alfie. Oh, right, yeah, he's like his henchman dude that's always there, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, you, you, got, you got a really good cast, and we have to give props to the main kid, the main kid who plays Jojo. I'm just going to get his name here because I don't want to, you know, not give him the, not give him the shout-out. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis. He is phenomenal in this movie. He carries this movie, and it's one of those things where sometimes you'll watch a movie uh, and you'll be impressed at how, despite all the big A-listers, or, I mean, that's like everyone here's an A-lister, but they're all solid, dependable people that we all like, you know, the f- moviegoers like. Um, but you have this new kid in the middle who is just holding his own and brings the heart. I mean, if, if, if he wasn't likable, if he didn't nail the tone of what she was directed to do, this movie would not work. Oh, absolutely. And and often they do stand out so much that, you know, you go, oh, no, well, let's nominate them for all the awards. It's yeah. like, I'm thinking like uh, Hayley Steinfeld and True Grit, where, sure. you know, up against all these huge names, and it's like, oh, oh, she's actually really good. And it, it's the same here where you've got like, you know, they like say, you know, Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson, you know, acting against this kid, and he's more than holding his own, you know, uh, every single moment of the movie. Yeah, no, he's really good. Now, the one thing I will say, 
it's not a big deal it doesn't matter in this 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 type of movie this tone of movie uh but they play very fast and loose with who has a german accent and who does not uh as much as i like his friend character he doesn't even try to hide an english accent the entire time it's uh, kind of a funny it's kind of amusing but... yeah whereas the main kid is mostly doing a, a german accent i mean it slips here or there i will say taika Waititi, because i'm so used to his, his new zealand accent i could hear it coming through like he's trying yeah. to do german but you could hear that that new zealand twang it, coming it, through it's, it's sort of thing where you kind of just let it slide because it's like eh, it's an imaginary version it's fine yeah I mean, whatever like i mean they're all they're all speaking english anyway i mean at least the text is all in german like they have a, they make a point of like, all the posters and stuff i actually really appreciate that yeah so you know it's a nice touch yeah. and then you know and whenever you know you got the general gist of whatever they were meant to be just from context and you know the, the images that were on the, the, oh, the sure. and yeah. if not they would read a line of it or whatever that was important so you'd get it yeah absolutely it's um no, really, really good, good cast. Uh, so uh, it's really well directed. So I think uh, with that said, I'll, I think I want to give the spoiler warning so we can we can dive in and talk about uh, what the plot is and uh, all, all of our favorite jokes and moments. So full spoilers. Although I will take this time before we start the spoiler section to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess. Uh, they are Patreon producers, which means they are patrons at $20 or up. Uh, of course, you can support us at patreon.com slash TV, but you don't have to give $20 or up. You can give just $1 per month, and for that $1, you get bonus episodes of some of our movie podcasts, uh, Screams After Midnight and the Atomic Cinema Experiment. That's our horror and sci-fi movie podcast, and you get bonus outtakes and things like that. And then you get $5 too, you get voting rights and yeah, so on and so on. So there's a bunch of stuff over there. If you want to help keep all the content coming, go and have a look uh, at patreon.com slash TV. So... Phil Spoilers then for Jojo Rabbit. Um, so, of course, the main sort of actual heart of the movie is that uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, the mother character, is hiding a girl uh, in the house, uh, sort of a little sort of, sort of secret closet area where uh, this Jewish sort of teenage girl uh, who was a friend of her daughter's who, because we find out that Jojo did have a bigger sister who passed away and she's kind of hiding in her old room and Jojo finds her and there's a lot of humor here of course um i did like it's played like a proper horror movie it does the thing where the, the fingers come round the the, the the edge of the corner yeah i love I, yeah i love that in particular the fingers coming around the corner of the door because it like it's it's almost like either this is just his viewpoint and she's not really doing that or she's messing with him and doing the slow i know i'm gonna go messing with him because when she does it coming onto the stairs and she mm. kind of walks some of her fingers down the banister first, mm. she's messing with him big time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my favorite part, though, is when he comes back to speak to her uh, for the first time, he's got like a, like a, like a pot on his head and he's got like a, like a pan and a, a, like a, you know, his knife. And he's like, yeah. hey, dear girl. <laughs> like, you know, he says, the phrasing killed me. But so, you know, the, the arc of the movie is that he finds this Jewish girl and over the course of the film like he he thinks you know at first he's scared he hates her uh he you know he maybe asks some questions to people he's, he's almost gonna get his mother cut that she's hiding someone in the house uh but ultimately of course he grows to care about her uh, and i actually at the scene where he first kind of shows a sign of caring is kind of wonderful because so uh, elsa this character she tells a story of so she's got a fiance who's off fighting in the war or, or whatever he's, he's, he's in paris i think yeah um not fighting for Nazi Germany, may I add. No, uh, resistance. Resistance, yeah. And, you know, she, she's she's engaged and she's waiting for him to get back, yada, yada, yada. And Jojo fakes a letter, fakes a little letter saying that 
hey, this is Nathan. Uh, you know, basically, I'm going to dump you because I found someone else and I don't like you very much. I can't believe that word, but it was really this mean-spirited breakup letter. Um, yeah. and, and, then, and he puts in Pava a poem from from you know this uh, you know this this poet that that he really liked yeah. and that she loved as well because of it. Yeah, and she and she starts crying behind the behind the wall so you can hear her, and he feels bad. So he comes back and he fakes a second letter saying, "Hey, disregard that last letter. Um, I do actually want to marry you." <laughs> it's just it's this this first sign of like, oh, okay, he actually gives a shit. Like, he, he felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this this slow obviously realization for him that hey she's not a scary monster she's just a person <laughs> and that's all yeah. she is um and this leads to wonderful scenes um i think now's the point where i want to just bring up some of my favorite jokes uh so i do want to say no stabbing is uh definitely one of them that's at the uh the boot camp uh, early <laughs> on uh as is, as I mentioned earlier, Sam Rockwell listing, okay, all the boys are here to learn this and war maneuvers and ammunitions and this and tactics and blah, blah, blah. And girls, you're here to uh, cook and make beds and learn how to get pregnant. Crickets. And then eventually Rebel Wilson shouts out, um, I've had four children for Nazi I think, Germany. He was like 18 or something stupid. Was it? Was it? Okay, but yeah. she, she says so. Uh, it's a great time to be a woman in the country. <laughs> uh, yeah, just you know, really funny satire doing doing its thing. Uh, Joey joke didn't start off funny, but it was hilarious by the time it got to like, the third oh, person. The, is it the hail? Yeah, the hails where the Gestapo stop and so Steve Merchant's up like four or five like assistants. So there's like five of them, and so when they come in, they all say Heil Hitler to to jojo and jojo has to say it back to each one of them in turn so we get five sets of you know heil hitlers back and forth yeah, yeah. and then in walks sam rockwell and his 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 assistant sam rockwell has to say it to each one back and forth in turn including jojo and then his assistant does it with everyone back and forth and then eventually when elsa appears and uh, pretends to be his big sister to try and like sort of you know alleviate you know suspicion she has to do it to everyone uh back and forth and but it, see by the time we got to like the third person and it was just like like th- two minutes solid of heil hitler heil hitler heil hitler heil hitler, heil hitler. Like, i just it, and i think it's funny because of the bit at the start where he's psyching himself up with his imaginary friend hitler doing that as well in the mirror and he's yeah, just running yeah, yeah. out into the street doing it and you know and that's just on his own and it's like okay that sets the tone for the movie because that's like what like the opening yeah movie. yeah and obviously, it's pointing out the, the the ridiculous charade of having this, like, everyone has to say this to each other, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's pointing that out. But it's also great because the payoff for it later, when he starts rejecting imaginary Hitler, because imaginary Hitler's trying to tell him, you know, oh, no, you have to turn on that filthy Jew, blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, he basically says, no. And he's like, oh, come on, give me a hell, Hitler. He's like, no. It was just a little hell? Just a little hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> really funny stuff. Really delightful. Uh... And like we say, there's a lot of heart in there. There's a lot of scenes, again, with Elsa and Jojo where he's kind of growing with her and starts to stick up for her, starts to realise that maybe he's in love with her and she kind of realises he's got a crush on her but makes it very clear that, no, you're more like a little brother. You're like 10 <laughs> and yeah. I'm like 17. She's so like 17 or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, and this is the thing, by the end of the movie, they're going to be together because the, probably the saddest thing that happens in the movie, and I think it's actually revealed wonderfully, is the death of, of his mum, of Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Cause, I, I knew they were going to do it, and it still hits. Yeah, because... Well, did, did you know it was the scene that they were in that he was going to stumble into it? Because I felt like the scene itself had no warning that that was the scene. No, I didn't know it when yeah. it was going to be, but I knew it was coming because 
like before that they'd focused quite heavily on her shoes yeah and 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 we'd seen the you know the the, the, the hanging people in the street so it's like I, I was like oh okay i know where this is going yeah, because I think the obvious thing to suspect is that you can see this in your head how it would normally be done, where he'll see the hanging victims and then the camera will like you know go down to the shoes or something like that. It doesn't do it like that. It, it, like he's he's doing other things. He's like you know putting posters up for you know the you know the, the Hitler Youth or whatever, and then he turns around and just sees the shoes hanging there. It's it's so sudden devastating yeah um, i actually heard there was an old woman in the row in front of me who gasped like audibly gasped i i get it <laughs> it, it was so well done and uh you know and they spend a lot of time saying that, okay so she's very anti-nazi she she's hiding obviously this jewish girl but even her husband was you know part of the resistance um and uh in fact one of my favorite lines um is basically before he's you know before jojo starts uh you know, turning over a new leaf with uh, with Elsa, um, and she says to him, "You're not really a Nazi. You're just a ten year old boy who's you know who doesn't oh, know yeah, any better." This, was, this is in the trailer. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I like swastikas, so <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like pretty big fan, so I think I'm good." <laughs> Joe is so funny, isn't it? Like that that the line of dialogue is delivered like uh, like a, a gaming snob who is like. Like, well, I've got liquid cooling, so <laughs> clearly, kind of a, yeah. clearly, I, I am a I hardcore could, gamer. You could, you could hear PC Master Race at yeah, the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, and a lot of that comes in where you know she she talks to Elsa because uh, the mom doesn't know that Elsa and Jojo have discovered each other, right? Uh, everyone's sort of in the dark between each of the the pair pairings that are happening, and she talks to Elsa about how she you know she loves a little boy and she knows that deep down in there there's the nice little boy who's not like a, but she's scared that he's just a brainwashed little Nazi. Yeah, um, so it's really happy that you know by the end of the movie, like he he isn't and he gets to and, you know, and... I, I think it's really effective as well that that he's come around before she dies. It's not a, just a reaction mm. to her death that that push, that you know pushes him over the edge, because the the scene where he's covering for her with with you know Stephen Merchant and the others is before he finds out that she's yeah. dead. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's implied that the reason why they're searching the house is because they suspect her, and that's why... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, because they're like, oh, where, you know, where is she? He's just like, oh, I don't know, around town. She goes, oh, yeah, unusual that, isn't it? <laughs> Not really, but uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people do. Uh, but I know I really liked all that stuff. Um, the stuff with Sam Rockwell is very interesting as well, where... Because he's there with the Gestapo, and like they were like, okay, we have to see your papers, uh, young lady. And she gets, you know, she looks, she's the, the desk, just hoping that they're in there. And it's an old photo because it was, you know, when when his sister was maybe his age or whatever. And it was like she was fourteen; it was three years old. Okay, sure. Uh, and it's actually Sam Rockwell who grabs it and looks at it, and he's like, "Okay, this is an old photo. When's your date of birth?" And you know, she answers the questions and seemingly gets them right. But afterwards, we find out that, no, the date of birth was wrong. She looks at the papers and it's like, wait, is he, like, covering for them? Or does he, you know, or is this, like, he's, they're going to be back? He, he's just, you know, yeah. planning something it's, worse. It's great you kind of, I think you, you kind of get, even in the scene before you learn that he is covering, you kind of get that idea that he, he's going along with this, whatever it is. Like, he probably knows that the, the daughter was dead. Because, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, you know the, the mother mm. knew him reasonably well. And it's actually one of the most heartbreaking sort of heroic moments in the whole movie is at the end when, you know, the, the Allied forces are, are you know, storming the, the city and they're, they're taking over and they've won. Uh, and not to mention the fact that we literally have uh, 
like Rebel Wilson, like th- you know, putting grenades on kids' backs, saying, "Oh, go on, run to the enemy." Uh, that, that <laughs> was, was like, horrifically dark at points. Yeah. Uh, oh, which by the way, the other time I, I laughed early on was uh, when there's a great big thing where after he's been embarrassed, Jojo gets a pep talk from fake Hitler to uh, you know seize the day basically, and he runs. In, he runs in slow motion, and Sam Rittle's given like a, a grenade, like sort of lesson he's like oh, we're going to teach you how to throw a grenade and not blow yourself up and he jojo who wasn't acting the lesson runs in slow motion grabs the grenade out of his hand throws it but it bounces off a tree and lands right in front of him and he just goes shit <laughs> i like that imaginary hitler runs away before yeah uh, it was the delivery of shit was really good uh but no samuel does this thing where so he, he obviously was fighting on the nazi side so he's been rounded up uh by the the, the forces and because Jojo was kind of running around and he had like the the yeah, a, a shirt it's, on, it's it's one of the guys who you know uh, who bullies him early in the film, who's mm-hmm. like you know who, who gives him the the rabbit nickname, who sees him and is like, all right, Jojo, come on, you're coming with us. You know, we're all going down together. Yeah, um, and Sam Rockwell basically, um, you know, rips his shirt off and starts yelling filthy Jew at him to make it very clear that he's not with the army. He's basically just being horrible to him for for the visual of the allied forces so that they'll let him go thinking that he's innocent um, yeah and we know and he is as as... and we know he is innocent to be fair but he's like him doing this and making himself look worse because we hear him getting shot like minutes later so it's this little heroic act that really i thought it played well i thought at the moment it does and, and i said you know because sarah is, is a really interesting character because he comes across as you know an, an absolute dick for a long time there's clearly all this you know homoerotic tension between him and uh you know his, his mm-hmm. henchman uh, there's a lot of like looks back and forth, and the extremely flamboyant outfit that he designs for himself, and we see all the, the, uh, the drawings early on. Yeah, I love the fact that we see all these drawings. He's got this ridiculous cape, and like, like the, the boots stupid. are just decorative. And then you <laughs> like see it's not all. And when you see him in the final battles at the end, he's actually got this cape on, and he's it's like this is wonderful. Like, and this, this is what I'm talking about. Where this is a, a scene where you, you you're kind of horrified. You're, you're watching kids running around blowing themselves up trying to take out the the allied forces you know it's it's this you know uh, you know war-torn houses you know being bombed and everything it looks terrible and then he comes charging in in that outfit and you've got you know his, his henchman on the like french horn or whatever it was behind him kind of giving him the big entrance and i'm just i'm just absolutely cracked up laughing yeah it's, it's wonderful and then after this he goes home to see Elsa and fake Hitler doesn't want him to, you know, help her. He's like, no, no, you have to do something about this. Because it's worth mentioning at this point, he knows Hitler's dead because he found out from his friend uh, just like a few scenes before this. Uh, so he's like, you can't be here. And this is where we get the great, you know, Hitler's yelling at him, trying to get him to do this. And he just yells out, F off Hitler and kicks him Sparta style. And Hitler goes flying through the window. It is absolutely like because, like, I mean, there's no reason why it couldn't have had this one F bomb, but I just wasn't expecting the kid to yell out, F off Hitler. <laughs> there was maybe 10 or 12 people in my screening yes. watching this today. And there was at least three people cheered when this happened. <laughs> and that's that's pretty uncommon in, 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 in an audience here to have yeah. any sort of, you know, reaction beyond the odd, you know chuckles and laughs and maybe a gasp like you say or a, a yeah. jump if there's, a, if there's a scare but no i i i mean i i felt the the smile on my face as i was laughing uh when he said that it was a very uplifting yeah. moment of him just saying not f off hitler uh and, so pathetic. and the kids are left on their own and presumably else is going to take care of him like a little brother because that's where we end i mean the final scene of the movie is like well what do we do now uh and you know now that all this is over 
and she just kind of starts bobbing her head and then he starts bobbing his head and they start dancing and uh, David Bowie's Hero starts playing although once the singing kicks in when the credits hit it's in German I, <laughs> yeah this, I, I knew this was coming because this was the, the music they used for the trailer ah okay uh, but, uh, but yeah again dancing was a big part of you know the, the, the relationship with his mother and, yeah you know, her whole thing was no you dance because you're free and because you can and he has a whole thing where he can't tie his shoelaces for the whole movie but at the end he's able to tie her shoelaces for her uh, so I, I think it's really point again because uh, you know when when his mother's body is hanging there, he mm-hmm. tries tying her shoelace and he can't do it. Yeah. Um, so you know this this kind of really lands in that regard. Uh, it's wonderfully paced. It's exactly the right length. That there was not you know I I've seen so many movies in the past year that were two and a half hours to three hours long in the theater. It was so nice to get a nice hour forty five. <laughs> you know, yeah, lean... it was about an hour fifty or whatever, and it was like, oh no, this was great. Lean, well paced movie. Uh, did everything it needed to do. Nothing felt like it was missing. Uh, performances were just, you know, through the roof, like, throughout. Um, yeah. Visuals like Hitler, like, lying in his bed, keeping his bed warm for him. and just Everything he did as Hitler. Yeah. You know, every time, you know, whenever they were running and he was just doing the, the, the dancing in the background. Even the way he entered scenes, like, when he enters behind the tree at the start, he's just like... <laughs> like, he yeah. just kind of pops or, out. Or leaving scenes, he sometimes just dives out of the window. Yeah. Uh... It's all, it's all really entertaining stuff. Um, um, I, I, I don't really have much of a negative word to say. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I went in hopeful. I like the idea of the movie, and Taika Waititi is someone who I always appreciate his work, even if I've not loved everything as yeah, much as you I wanted. You're guaranteed to at least like it, right? Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy to say that he's finally kind of knocked it out of the park for me because up until now he he hadn't. Like I, I felt like up until now. Uh, he'd been kind of like skimming greatness for me. It, you know, he was almost getting there repeatedly. It never quite yeah. really hit it for me. And I think this was his, uh, his crown jewel. Uh, so we'll see how Thor Love and Th- Thunder uh, goes with uh, Beta Ray Bale. But, uh, Is that what we're going with for now? Well, I mean, Christian Bale's in talks and I just, I like the pun of Beta Ray Bale. So yeah. Yeah. I, sure. hope that's, I hope he's playing Beta Ray Bale just for that joke. Uh, but uh no this is wonderful this is wonderful yeah. and i'm so happy to see something in the theater that is not a reboot or a sequel or a comic movie right. in that regard i had a fantastic day at the, at the cinema today because i did this and then went straight into knives out mm-hmm. and yeah uh, personal preference aside you know i i i think this is better uh, i really like knives out but i think this is better but again just the idea of you know they're both very original unique you know okay director had a, a thing to do and you know they're not franchises or you know reboots like you say they're just hey let's do this idea and uh, in that regard i had a great day yeah so there you go um jojo rabbit that's very very good so with that uh we will we will get to rating the movie so what are you giving it it's high it's really high i might go with a 9.5 oh ho uh, I'm not going with a point five. I was going with a straight nine, uh, but do not let that sound like a negative score after his nine point five. I mean, it's it, like I say, it's 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 not quite at the ten level. Like I, it's no, it's not quite getting there. Even though there is nothing negative to to say, it just doesn't quite get to that. But the, the, I can't think of anything. I, I haven't got any reason why it's not a ten. So it's like okay, other than just you know feeling. So that's why it's, I'm going with a nine point five. Okay. All right, nine and eight point five. Hard to get uh, 
much better recommendations than that these days to be honest yeah. <laughs> so uh if you have not seen jojo rabbit uh make sure you do because it's very 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 good uh so and you can kind of count this as part of a uh, 2019 catch-up i suppose uh i don't know how much 2019 catch-up we're doing this was kind of a just an incidental thing but uh we'll see we'll see what comes uh so yes yeah, so let us know what you think of jojo rabbit in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff get us on the twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the show, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. More people will find us that way. You can, of course, support us financially at patreon.com slash TV, as I mentioned earlier. And you can check out other stuff we do. Uh, I mentioned the sci-fi movie podcast, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, the horror movie podcast, Screams After Midnight. And it is worth mentioning that very soon our top 50 movies of the decade uh, will be coming out, which is a, a multi-part series with everyone from TV giving their picks uh, in turn. So uh, that'll be a huge... Uh, series when it when it hits yeah so uh but that's us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv not tv keep watching movies guys and if you can get it it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity